Hey, what's up folks? Welcome back to another 3D Hangout. My name is Noah Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit and joining me every week is my brother Pedro. Good morning everybody. I'm Pedro Ross, Creative Tech here at Adafruit and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects for you folks at home or about. Hello everybody. Welcome to the, the show. We are hanging out in the chat room on Discord. So if you want to join us during the show, you can drop us some comments, some questions, on the Discord server, the link to that is discord.gg slash Adafruit. And we're hanging out in the live broadcast chat room. Real quick, we're going to say hello and good morning to everybody hanging out there. Massive ups to everybody hanging out in not just Discord, but all of the chat rooms over on YouTube. Saying good morning to Moen Moen. Hello. Suskotronic. Hello. Uh, Juan Ambrolnia. And yeah, over on the Discord, we have Mr. Certainly Bruce, hey, Mark Bruce. Gambler, who is on vacation. Yay, that's hanging awesome, out. I'm so happy for you. Over on Twitch and Facebook and Periscope. I think LinkedIn as well. Yeah, Good LinkedIn's morning, everybody. <laughs> Good. Sorry, I had to just say it. All right, so let's go ahead and start off with uh, some housekeeping in the show. Okay. So we talked about Discord. That's where we're hanging out. Please join us. We're there. Um, yeah. All right. Next up is the 100 days of masking. So if folks are ordering um, things on, on Adafruit, you get a free mask for every order. So any order that's over a dollar, which is just about every order, you get a free mask as, as a part of the 100 days of masking initiative that's going on here in the States. And I think it's a really cool black mask. Yeah, if you head on over to adafruit.com free, there's more details and all the things you need to know about free stuff. For folks that are ordering anything that's over a dollar, like we said, the black surgical mask is which we get uh, for US orders only, as it says here. Uh, for orders that are $99 more, you get the mask plus an Adafruit Perma Proto half-size breadboard. And then for orders that are $149 or more, you get the Perma Proto, the black mask, and also a randomly selected Adafruit Stemma QT board. Um, and then orders for $200 or more, you get the black mask, the Perma Proto, the, the Stemma QT board, and UPS ground shipping, free UPS ground shipping for continental US only. For orders that are $2.99 or more, you get the free shipping, you get the STEM QT, you get the Perma Proto half size breadboard, the black surgical mask, and a Circuit Playground Express. Sweet. How many freebies can you get? All of them. <laughs> so that's that. There's some more details. It says it's a limited time, but we keep, to, we keep running this out, so that's good. Not running this out, but you know, continuing, continuing on with it. All right, so that's the free deals going on. 
All right, we're going to jump into uh, kind of the, what do we do, the CircuitPython meetings that happen every Monday at 2 p.m. This is a great time to check in with the CircuitPython devs and the CircuitPython community. Um, it happens on the Discord server every Monday at 2 p.m. With the exception of like holidays in the U.S., it'll have sometimes happen on Tuesday, but everybody gets to eat some cake. Maybe not. I heard that was a delicious cake. Yeah, I know. All right. For newsletters, uh, if you want to check out the new products newsletter, this happens once a week. Stuff gets added to the Adafruit shop, and this newsletter will keep you up to date on all the newness. So you, you can go to adafruit.com slash newsletter. <laughs> Daily newsletters as well. Uh, for folks that are interested in sort of these categories, you can go to adafruitdaily.com and check out the categories that you might like. If you like uh, maker business, we have that. Python on hardware, 3D printing, maker business, and biohacking and others. So check it out. Um, I also want to mention the IoT Monthly is a really good one. Um, Brent, uh, who's uh, head of uh, Adafruit IO, is leading that one. I wish we had like more, <laughs> like all the, all the little banners for like each newsletter, because uh, Anne does a great job and. And uh, I think John's doing the Make Code newsletter as well. Mm -hmm. so, newsletters! Check there's them out. always a bunch. There's so definitely subscribe, time. check it out, because there's just so much news. Let Anne and team scour and compile all yeah. of the best projects and videos, and most importantly, libraries and code and all the wonderful things that make, get your project up and running. Yeah. All right. We're going to jump back in to the Discord chat room. Say hello to anybody that we might have missed, and um, then we'll kick it off with the show. Shout so out cool. to newcomers. We have Java Grunt. We have Armin VP. We have Ryder Sadlovsky hanging out in the YouTube and in the Discord. Andy Calloway hanging out. Good morning, everybody. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's Pico project. Pico project. Vamanos, aquí estamos. So we have a bunch of libraries code firmware that was released a couple weeks ago in preparation for launch for the Raspberry Pi Pico, this awesome $4 board. It's amazing. Four the little, the R dollars. RP2040 chip is amazing. The Marn team is already working on feather versions of it. Itsy bitsy so versions of it, all flavors, so cuties and beyond. So as we get those all nicely spun up, of course, we had to make our rounds of cases and lego mounts and plates for building a cool project so one of the first things that noah made was this awesome little uh little case for yeah, it this is a 3d printed snap fit case no screws you have these really nice built-in standoffs a little bit of an opening on the bottom there so you can have wires pass through you got your usb micro b connector on there and uh extra room on the sides for connectors or whatever you might need you also have these little snap fit parts for a case that goes right on top. I did yeah. not grab that part, but it pretty much looks just like this. It's just a little case for it if you want to add some LEDs. And then we expanded upon that and made a little bit bigger one. So if you want to have a nice project with a, a portable project yeah. with uh, like a battery, like a 500 milliamp or 100 milliamp hour on there, you also have these recessed parts for adding buttons on there. Because one of the things that people were saying right away is that you need a boot selector button right on the outside of your case so you can go into uh, bootloader mode whenever you are prototyping some projects. So this accepts the 12 millimeter uh, push buttons on there. Mm -hmm. uh, I will not attempt to push it in there because I already cut myself. <laughs> yeah, be careful with this, folks. Um, when you're installing it, I guess 
Uh, just be wary of the pins. They are sharp, and you do need a first a forceful push. So one of the additions for this case is having a little part for a slide switch. You have your standoffs that have the height for having a battery or any of the wires that are going to be yeah. shooting down and then out of the back here. You also have your nice little USB cutout to yeah. have that plug in. So I, I have a question. Can I interrupt? Sure. Can it be installed upside down with the with the labels showing up? I haven't tried that, and I'm just thinking in my head like. Like I see a lot of folks are soldering their Pi Pico upside mm. down so that they can see the labels on it. Yeah, and I don't see. think it fits, does it? Yeah, something is colliding with it. it it's the USB port, maybe. Yeah, I think so. And then yeah. the port for yeah, it. Yeah, see the reason align. why this works in one orientation <laughs> is because there's just nothing the on the bottom. There's nothing on the bottom of the yeah. PCB that's like in the way of the standoffs. So if folks want to mount it the other way, um, I don't know. I oh, will gosh. come up with it. I'll edit the design. That's a good point. Because, um, yeah, a lot of people are going to want to be able to solder to this uh, with I just want to echo what, what kind of Scott was saying over the, the CircuitPython meeting. It's just like, that's just the way the board's designed. If you're going to want something better, you're going to just have to make your own board. board. <laughs> make your own board or get something that's a little, maybe costs a little bit more than $4. So we do have an Adafruit AR app that shows some of the labeling on there. Trevor is working oh on some gosh. fixes for that, so it'll be more recognized. The image recognition should be better. to show that. Um, well, the reason why we're not showing it is because once it's wired up to things, it has trouble. Right, but we can still show it off. Showing it, but we can quickly. Yeah, we can quickly show it off. Show so let that. me turn down the brightness on the phone. And uh, so this is a free app you can get from the iOS store. We'll link it at the bottom. Click on board scanner, gives you an idea of what's going on. And really, there's there's not much to it other than just take uh, you know put it up to the camera. Here we go, a listing of all the pins, the ground pins, and all of the outputs that you can attach to these, what is it, 20 plus GPIO? I forgot. 23, 28, <laughs> over 20, 20 plus. It only works on the front side because that's where you need it. <laughs> um, so my, my, you know, my camera's got a fixed lens, this webcam, so that's why it looks blurry. But hey, there you go. It's working so far. But yeah, as you said, once you put it inside of a case, a little bit more clearer than having bit. a paper printout for that, which is what right. their solution was. Does it work even when it's upside down? I think maybe the there's going to be an update to get right. some better image recognition from this. There you go. Hey, it still works with the red um, pegs showing off at some at some angles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So check it out. It's a free download mm -hmm. for Just iOS. search. Um, Adafruit AR app on the App Store. I was not planning to show that, but yeah, I forgot. This is a little cool little Raspberry Pi. Java Grunt is asking, where do we find these models? Uh, I'm yeah. thinking you, you're talking about the Pi or the cases. The cases is linked in the guide, which we'll go over. It's also on Thingiverse. Okay. Um, the Raspberry Pi model is on our GitHub and on GrabCAD. That's right. That's correct. But yeah, ask us if you. Uh, what specific model, mm -hmm. and uh, well, we'll try to get it to you. Okay, so continuing on with the mm -hmm. cases, uh, one of the other things that we notice people doing is they like putting these on breadboards, um, but sometimes you don't want to use headers and you just want to freehand solder stuff, so we made a Lego compatible mount. Uh, probably still have this one up here. Yeah. Uh, so these are just your standard, standard uh, I forgot, what is it, two mil pegs that just yes, print in place. Millimeters. 
and they snap right in to hold the pie in there. And then for the actual Lego plate itself, uh, it is just the six, two by six uh, okay. studs, or not tubes. studs, tubes that go on to either, you know, the studs on there or like in between. So it works on both, depending okay. on what height oh, requirements you need for that. So those just snap in like that. And as you can see in this little project here, it's just a LED tester. Just have a little battery on the back here, which I will show. So it just plugs in like that. And uh, you can look for the documentation on how to hook up a LiPo battery to that with a NeoPixel strip. You made a slithering Blinka LED sign. <laughs> yeah, so it's a slithering Blinka LED sign. Uh, on the back here, you can see that we have this LiPo battery pocket that has the studs on as well attaches to the back there so you can make a nice little portable project if uh, again you want to go with a lego plate mount idea instead of a breadboard and then we also still have these led uh, strip holders that jeff made a couple weeks ago yeah. or months ago and then last year actually <laughs> yeah not the full year but you get yeah get so uh, nice little way to set up a project and sure. yeah. uh probably should have talked about this one, I'm going all out of order, sorry. <laughs> so in terms of a portable project, uh, I wanted to have a nice little LED tester. And one of the cool things I wanted to replicate was the, uh, what is it called? The it's black LED, LED acrylic. Yeah, so once it's behind there, you can't see, you can kind of see the, the white that's going through there, but it's completely masked out and it has a nice, uh, like a mask of what the grid looks like on there. So it looks nice and clean and you can have some sort of like a cockpit, um, like LED animations on there. It's really for testing. These buttons are hooked up to, uh, I think it's like pin 23 to just have like mode changes. And then this one is for the boot select. So to go into the bootloader, uh, you have to hold down the button while you're plugging in your, your USB to okay. install uh, you know, UF2 or to go into sort of Python mode. For that yep. if we take a look at how the case is actually built it is doing the filament swap technique so the first six layers are printed in white so the diffusion can go through there and then the last uh, sets of layers are all in black yeah and we'll go over to how to go uh, to how to add that script that yeah. built-in script into cura so i think prusa and everybody else has the yeah. those as well this is a great technique to keep bringing up and it's really useful here because uh this is kind of the only way to achieve this effect what Pedro's showing off now is like well what happens if you just make it so only the grid and the snaps are printed in black as opposed to like the whole bottom so let's say you look yeah so you saw how clean that looked with it not uh, completely all blacked out or masked away. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell there, but there is a ton of light leak. You can see all the uh, additional parts right. that were printed in black, uh, like the standoffs and the little clip holder, or the aligners, these little guys here, these little yeah. tabs that align. Maybe the, it looks a little bit better with the lower exposure time here. Well, in person, you can yeah, see all person, of the light the leak. light leaks and the effect isn't quite as clean because, well, this acts as a diffuser in any way that light will leak it will tend to kind of show through i mean you can just see from the light here that the the black features are showing through mm -hmm. so the trick is to print this whole bottom piece in, in black you could print it in two pieces as well but it's nice to be able to change the filament mid print to get this effect this multicolored print that does not need a dual extruder it's a really cool uh thing um technique 
And uh, if if you guys like, we could we could show it on Kira. We'll, we'll show it in the uh, yeah, after we the, jump uh, into the learn guide for that. Yeah. Uh, so some of the other things that we're adding on here, the buttons to make these easy to mount and not have it attached to the actual board. We have these little Pico connectors, so you can disconnect this if you want to take out the little circuit sandwich out of here and uh, install more things or even add more buttons to the side. There is enough room on the sides to wedge these little Pico blade connectors inside there. Yes. Pico blade from Molex. <laughs> I know, Pico. Everything's named Pico. Everything's Pico. And then on the back, I'm using the uh, little cutouts here so you can easily disconnect and recharge the battery since there is no charge circuit on the Pico. Yeah. And the battery is a 100 milliamp little battery. Yeah, it's a little tiny battery too. So. But a 500 probably You fits. could stick a 500 in there as well. Um, I think we're just out of those. Yeah. And then of course, like I said, the slide switch just press fits in there so you can have a nice little way to turn that on and off. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, How are the two NeoPixel sticks um, assembled? Are they soldered together? They are just butted up against each other. Is there tape or something? These out. Yeah, there's a uh, Kapton tape on oh, the bottom sweet. here. That's a great idea. So the Kapton tape keeps them together. Insulated you know? and yeah. keeps them together. Like they have bounding holes, but um, it's nice that it just kind of floats on top. Yeah, you'd need like a, I mean, I, I would take up the room for the mounting holes if I added like a little mm -hmm. uh, frame to yeah, mount that in. It's crazy that it all fits in this, this little case. I know. That's um, what I was going for to get the something. The grid, that... does that keep it aligned with these like little squares? Yeah. Like so the, that... it actually, the LEDs go inside these guys? Somewhere? I don't think it goes inside. It just goes it over just keeps top. keeps it in place? Mm -hmm. Okay. Just uh, keeps it held down so it doesn't uh, slide around inside the case. Got it. And then, what was the other thing? Uh, let's see the point. Oh, I do have the models if uh, you just want to print the grid separately mm, okay. uh, for whatever application you don't need the grid okay. to be in there. You can have that uh, completely separate. Cool. Um, let's see one of the other things. Uh, jumping back over to the Lego one. I, I think we'll cover this in the uh, the yeah. learn guide, just the way that it's assembled. It is split in two and then just glued back together so there are no supports needed for yeah, the, any of the, the, the top or bottoms. Right, you get the cleanest features and since tolerances really need to be good here, this is the, the best yeah. way to, to do this. To ensure that you're, you're as close as you can be mm -hmm. uh, with intolerance to your printer. Yeah. These are all printed with the cr uh, Cruelty uh, printer, so they should have a... Cruelty? Cruelty. No, so it should cruelty. be. <laughs> it should have a uh, wider um, printability in terms of tolerances, everything fitting together. Oh, cruel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, you're checking in there. And the yep, just people questions. asking about the color change technique, so I guess we'll jump into the learn guide. Yeah, I know. So what's, I'll, I'll just give you a little background story. I haven't done this technique in many years, and Pedro's going to teach you. Teach yeah, so it used to be like some custom scripts that you had to add on there. It's not built in. It's been built in for yeah. quite a while now, I believe. All right. Well, so inside of Cura, and I think that this happened, that you could do this in Prusa as I'm, well. I'm just prefacing that I am on version 4.2.1, so maybe it doesn't work. You're on version 5, I believe. I'm just a little bit... 4.8. Okay, well, I'm version... A little bit, a little bit I think behind, it's on but there. It's, it so, might still be here. So anyway... So you go to the top menu under extensions. Up here. And post-processing, modified G-code. I wish this was more clear. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why. Add, Add a, a script, script, and then there's a filament change. the fourth one down. Oh, sweet. And there you go. We're going to want layer? it to change yeah. on layer six. Okay. Depending on your layer height. So your yeah. layer height is 0.2? Yep. So okay. to, the way to find that is to actually slice it first okay. and then scrub through. Let's do that. Let me hit close. Layers. And, and just slice, slice it. it real quick. 
I'll go into the preview tab, right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm in the preview tab and I can see here that I want to start. On the side there. You see that little number pops out. So you said six. Yep, right so there. right there. After That's it's done doing to all of the, uh, what are these called? The surface layers, the, the top and bottom um, layers. The solid layers. The, because it starts printing like, uh, uh, like cavities, cavities, after it's done doing the cavities right. for So it. like this is nothing and then features start right here on layer six. Correct. Okay, so we want layer six. Go back over to prepare or stay in preview. Doesn't oh, it doesn't matter, yeah. yeah. Extensions, extensions, post processing, modified G code. Modified G code. The filament change is still there. I set it to six. And Initial then retraction, all that I left as default. Sure. And then this is what? Like the position where the, of where the nozzle goes to hang out while you change okay, out. So your this filament. is basically saying zero, zero is home origin. The rest, in terms of user, uh, uh, like UX, mm -hmm. um, uh, it depends on the whatever firmware your your printer has. So uh, the V2, the uh, dang it, I'm gonna call it cruelty again. Cruelty. 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 The V2 uh, just beeps at you. Okay. Uh, don't get scared. <laughs> right. You just click on or push the 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 thumb uh, the dial. Just okay. click on the dial, and then it'll heat up the filament, uh, allowing you to swap or rip it out. Okay, but that's all done, particularly to the cruelty printers. Yeah. Depends we're just, on what printer. We're just showing Cura. So I guess at this point, if you wanted to add another one, you could. But we just want yeah, one you get change. Multi, you yeah. get multiple filament yep. changes. Sweet. All right, well, what, what do I do here? Close. That's and, it. That's it. And at, down here, you'll see these little uh, little tool yeah, uh, letting you know that you have, oh, a, that you have a modifier in there. Modifier in there. Okay. Cool. And then you can save this out or send it directly to the printer if yep. you're like on uh, Octoprint or something. Mm -hmm. Sweet. And then the preview won't quite show that, right? But, no, it won't show. But yeah, but in Prusa, it's, it's a little different. But mm -hmm. if you're using uh, I say Cruelty. If you're using <laughs> Cura, then uh, this is how you do it. Cool. Now I know how to do it. I, I haven't done it in so long. I, I, I used to do it like on board the printer, like because the printer had an option to change filament. Uh, so hopefully that's uh, uh, something y'all want to try out. And uh, this is also, I think, documented too, right? Yeah, and uh, Arm VP is also saying that you also have filament change and not only by based on layer but also overall height it's yeah. under the pause at height feature it's this one right there yep bbq printers i guess it's a different uh, yeah. g code that it's actually adding because if yeah. you yeah, uh, look at the g code that ex that's exported from you, you can take a look at what um the commands it's calling and you can pause it at a height as well mm -hmm. here's the height Pause at height or pause at layer number. There's a ton of really cool. Yeah. So I guess the filament change just it it kind of initiates the 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 movement to do mm. a filament change. Yeah, it'll right? have the the head pause and then move over to the zero it the origin. Kick off the, the the command to do a filament change. Um, so from there, af after the the head moves over to the origin and then it uh, cools down the, the nozzle in yeah. case you're like not in the room, and then so mm -hmm. when you come back. Um, this is why I was going to explain how the V2 does it. It like beeps oh, at you. It beeps at you. Yeah, so you come back. It tells you. Yeah, you push the uh, the dial, and it'll heat the nozzle back up. It'll give you enough time to you know change out the color. Okay. And then the next time that you push the dial in, it'll um, extrude filament mm -hmm. to sort of clean out the last color, and then it'll ask if you want to continue or not. And then you'll just hit resume from there. Okay. It should go up. It's a little bit more easier on printers that have a screen like the uh, CR10 Pro because uh, it'll just, you know, direct 
you to what you need to do. Like the the buttons are all, all be yeah. there. The the UX is a little bit more easier than just pushing in a button, not knowing what it's doing. Because the translation yeah. uh, for these printers, you know, it's kind of lost. Yeah, on the translation. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, hopefully that's insightful. And folks, you're gonna have to play with it and your depending on your project yeah. because of the commands. Yeah. But hey, that's how you do in Cura. All right. Go ahead and jump into the learn guide for the super so, uh, small or simple two-page. All it's really doing is just housing the uh, links for the cases. Do you want to check uh, these comments? One of them is funny. Is it? Every printer, every printer has a, a, a cruelty mode. <laughs> Say uh, that again. only enables cruelty mode when you really don't have time to figure out what's going on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so true. Ken, thank you. You're, you're right. All right. So with that, let's jump in. And then we have some uh, other Sorry. points from writer Sagwofsky uh, yep. on uh, YouTube saying to make sure that your printer understands the M600 commands first. Uh, for some reason, his uh, doesn't really know what to do with the, the M600 command. Yeah, it really depends. So on he has to do it differently. Yeah. Uh, oh, the cruelty mode <laughs> strikes again. Sorry, just going through. Yeah, these. I just want to make sure we get everybody. Comments on here. So they're great. They're great stuff. So thanks, folks. I'm checking the face of the book. Oh, Robert's saying that uh, when I was trying to put the um, the pico in there upside down, he says the mountings are different. Oh, from the side. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. I mean, I looked at the schematic. I thought they were the same. Yeah. Like the drawing. Yeah, something is running into it. Yeah, it's, it's probably. The, I think it's the USB. <laughs> I think it's the chip LED. Because it's yeah, it's totally USB. So yeah, it's a USB port. So I've had to use the technique where you, you know, totally just cut away, just cut away the at the standoff. So right here, that so I think that's the only thing modification I would have to do. You cut away at this portion yeah. right here. Yeah, basically you have a semicircle. Mm -hmm. Did that with I think the Fona for the Star Trek communicator. Mm -hmm. I've done it with quite a few. Like yeah. when we're mounting Pi portals, and there's such little clearance for yeah. the screen that you just have to chop your standoffs in half. So that Good point there, uh, Robert, on Facebook. Thanks, Rob. Yep. Sweet. Let's see, looking at other insightful uh, comments. Yeah. That was a really good one. This is great. Like, <clears throat> how many brains, like, all kind of talk right. about the same thing. It's great. Right, let's go into the learn guide yes. real quick. Yes, here we go. Head this on over to learn.adafit.com. You can find that it's in the new category yeah. right on the homepage. So I don't believe any of these are in stock, but you can uh, sign up to get notified. I think everybody is waiting on more stock of these. Mm -hmm. uh, they're so handy. I mean, we went through all six of the ones we had already, and they're already inside projects. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, can't know. wait to show yours off. It's so cool. Yeah, but this is amazing too. Look at that. I love this case. All right, so here are the so parts. So just general breakdown of what, you know, this is supposed to be a general purpose case. You can mount all your projects. I see a lot of cases that have been on Thingiverse. And, yeah, and they're like enclosed and you can't really like have a header or standoffs on it. So okay. I wanted to make something that you can actually use inside of a project beyond just um, getting it to blink a light. There you go. All right, we got all the kind of peripherals that you would need, like USB cables, connectors, buttons, the whole shebang. Yes, Pico. And Pico uh, blade. Yeah. So here we go. All the parts you can download them um, here. They're linked. STLs are on Thingiverse. Mm -hmm. And just a real quick thing on slicing. We went into the deep mode of slicing, so that's that's good. So a reminder on how to get that going. I don't remember the last time we talked about it. So 
a little refresher on that. Mm. Um, like as we said before, the Lego plate uh, prints in two parts. Yeah. And they're just glued together. Yeah, you could again. print them in one go. Yeah. You could. I think, um, I think Jeff was able to just print them all in one go. So just depending on your printer, if it's, you know, nicely tuned. Yeah. Uh, so I have both versions on there, a sliced version and a uh, full uh, whole version. Same thing with the grid there, if you just want to print the grid separately or you don't have any use for it. Mm -hmm. And this is the screenshot of the, the UI we were just looking at in Kira. Yeah, there's the, the menu cookie crumb, so you can get yeah. down to where the options for that is. Sweet. There was one more thing in there, scroll up. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it breaks it down, like if you want the logo plate, here's the part for that. Yeah, the, Pico parts case, so the parts list. The parts list for just the... Describes what we got. Cool. All right. Pretty uh, what else? Oh yeah, the Fusion 360 files are there too. So if you want to peek at the history of how, um, or the timeline right. of how all this is built, you can check that out as yeah. well. Just a quick kind of thing. All if you're the using components? a different CAD package, you could always download it in a different format right here at the top. This is Fusion's kind of share UI. You can either open it in Fusion if you have a account, but if you use something else like Tinkercad or SolidWorks, you can grab a step file here or a sat file whatever file you might it'll want your email yeah it looks like it's down right now whoops <laughs> that's what you get for cloud stuff but uh when it's up you know it uh you can bad timing it. guys nah, it's probably loading it just took a <laughs> there second goes. guys come on Yay. there's a markup tool and Ooh. you can interact with it in your browser it's not that bad come on <laughs> <laughs> so there is the 3d model for the uh pi pico there Check that out. See Yeesh. how that is mounted in there. You can see like the drafts and all that that was added to have the slide switch print, slide switch portion print without any supports. Yeah, nice uh, drafted angle at the bottom there. And then your little indents for the buttons. And they used this UI in a minute. Sorry guys. Looks like they updated it too. Yeah, they did. It's like a nice render now. Whoa. <laughs> Explosive pico. Some nice castellated pads there, make it super easy to uh, solder multiple things to the board. Yeesh. And one of the tricks that Lamar was telling us when uh, we were looking at uh, the pinouts for this, you can tell what is the ground pin by the shape of the pin. It's a square. All the grounds have square pins as can opposed counter, to like these rounded. Can I counter? Uh-oh. There's differences? Once you add solder, Oh, you can't tell. You can't even tell that it's a square, <laughs> so nice try, but sorry. Uh, yeah, you, eh, I mean, it's tough. <laughs> I mean, looking between these two, it's like, uh, you know, at a distance, it looks uh -huh. like they're both rounded. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You could do what John did, add some female headers. There might be enough room in the case. Yeah, there should be. Uh, you might have to expand it, but mm -hmm. it's easy to do. It's easy to do. It's all sketches you. that update everything else. Excellent. All right, we'll just jump back into the... So the learn guy, once I put uh, this guy back in in order. I think that's pretty much it. Let me just clear yeah, up this table. And... So check it out, folks. Again, you can get the file multiple um, Oh, one of the things I did not files. link, though. Dang it, I'm going to have to go back there and link. Uh, the ancillary things like the battery holder with the Lego studs on it, if you guys need Yeah, this would be that. part of the other project. The, uh, oh boy, was it the Cutie Pie? I projects? think it was, was a bunch of the yeah. I think the cutie pie or the, the Stemma Lego stuff as well. The LED Lego clips. I think that's where all of that is. Okay. The clips for that, and then the uh, battery holders. We have uh, the 500 milliamp, the 2200 milliamp. So it's like the cylindrical 
uh, battery holder. It's like a clip. Yeah, that's right. It's a nice one. Beefy and then um, I didn't like write down like how to wire any of these because I was just following the documentation on uh, that Raspberry Pi yeah. Pico has. So you can just search for those. It's just on the, oh, I forget the name of it. V-Bus? Yeah, V-Bus. Okay. And this yeah, is confusing right here. Guide, yeah. One thing to uh, take note, this is confusing because I was, I thought this right there was V-Bus. <laughs> it's offset. Get closer, please. Little, I thought this pin right there was a V bus. No, nope, it's, it's the, the top because there's no room because of the. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, that's a tough one, folks. Yeah, so easy just remember. To, easy to mistake that one. Yep. Huh. That was the only uh, issues I had with that. Okey All right, and there you go. Bye, Pico. <laughs> Lego. Chef just sued a wormy for a. Yeah, he had a. He was doing a kind of a scavenger hunt in the before times. He went to Disney World. And he like hit it, and I had to. Me and Gavin and Pedrosan, we were like scavenger, scavenger, scavenger hunting for this, a couple other different logos, and he stuck them in different places in the park. And I think this it was, was at Tomorrowland or something. It was so Tomorrowland. Lots yeah. of fun, yeah. little geocaching type yeah. deal going on. All right, so that's this week's project, Lego Pico. 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 Check it out. It's on the line guide. Get those Pico projects started because of tons of libraries. I think. Uh, Beta 1 was released a couple days ago to get CircuitPython on the Pico. Uh, if you are in the uh, CircuitPython chat, I think Scott was already talking about the um, audio that he has working on there, like based on button pushes. Mm -hmm. so Here's a lot circuit of diagram for folks that really need a kind of a, a circuit diagram to make sure that their wiring is correct. Some demo code, and uh, these pages are getting updated as, mm -hmm. as the APIs and things yeah. change. But yeah. There you go, there's everything you'd want to know about a Pico. Getting started with Pico. Guide from Catney, so check it out. Yeah. So it certainly says it's hip to be square, it keeps you grounded. That's <laughs> funny. That's a good one. And then Mark Gambler has uh agrees that yeah, that shape has helped him a couple times. Okay. Good. Round wire through a square hole. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Good commentary on the Discord. Let's go ahead and check out. Yeah, the prototyping. The Lots of uh, Oops. Uh, more Pico stuff coming up. Okay, okay. So, um, do we want so to do this got... one or this one first? Uh, probably this one. Okay. All right, cool. So this is a MIDI fighter. So it's a MIDI controller with these Sanwa, Sanwa, Sanwa arcade buttons. They're really fun. Um, it isn't running a Pico though. It's running a feather. <laughs> so um, I milled the top cover out of some wood. Uh, using my bantam tools, and I also made a little PCB for a feather. So the feather fits in there and it could pop out with these female headers. And I got these JST XH connectors here, so it's easier to uh, mount, or it's easier rather to connect and swap out the buttons. So uh, that's what I wanted to make. It was kind of like a side quest project um, that I put together while printing a bigger project. Um, but this is uh, running CircuitPython using the MIDI library, and this is some customized. Um, code that Liz, Liz Clark put together. Um, so it's just running a couple of MIDI notes. So it's been a lot of, it just kind of, I just really wanted to play with the buttons, to be honest. Like these Sanwa buttons are like super responsive. So, so they're very, very fun to play with. I'm just using Logic and GarageBand to play around and play some notes in the patch, but sort of a qu side quest um, 
I may or may not do a learn guide for this. Uh, I just really like the feather. The feather doesn't have like 40 GPIO or whatever, so it could only fit uh, th this many, but there are some extra pins in there. I, could th I think I could do a total of 12 uh, IO. Um, so if folks want to know more about it, I guess let me know. Uh, but yeah, that is what I was working on. I think that could be while one this of the guy, cool projects. Yeah, it would be really cool while printing this guy. So this is a uh, an, also a MIDI controller, but this one has more buttons. It's got 16 buttons. And um, so it's a four by four. Raspberry Pi Pico is right there. So there's a little piece of acrylic that I milled out, 3D printed case, it snap fits together. The idea is to use this five-way switch to be able to select, have a menu here in this display. This is an OLED display. It's all running on CircuitPython, code by Liz, of course. She is collaborating on this one. And uh, there's an LED driver board that just came out in the Adafruit shop, and that's what's gonna power all the LEDs. So we're gonna use that LED driver expander IO to, to power all the LEDs over I squared C. And it's gonna be chained up to this, the, this guy here, which is the OLED display. It also has I squared C. Um, I 3 printed the handle because I thought it would look cool with the handle. And then we broke out the, US, the micro USB right here using a uh, extension thing. So here's the bottom of it. Um, go ahead and open it. I might need a spudger tool because it's got some really nice tight snaps. Um, so let me see if I can open it so folks can see inside there. Try a different corner here. So it snap fits open like that, looks like a lunchbox. And we'll talk about this guy here. So uh, this is a little 3D printed uh, PCB mount for the Pico. So the Pico's up there. Um, here's that little USB extender. We sell some, uh, this is a great way to turn your micro B into a USB C because we sell that, but I just stuck with the micro USB. Thing. And it's panel mounted there with these screws, yeah? Okay, so that's that bit there. Underneath the Pico will be that LED driver board, the AW, whatever, whatever. I don't know the name, the model of it, but <laughs> there's the Pico. And um, let's take a look at this side here. So here is the display. This is the, um, the 1.5 inch, 128 by 128 OLED display. It's a grayscale display. Um, I'm just trying to turn my focus on. There we go. Uh, so it has the Stemma QT ports in here, and you can see here that we'll be able to daisy chain the I squared C uh, boards together. So uh, this will connect to the LED driver, and then this right here will connect to, or rather the other way around, this will connect to the LED driver, and this will connect to the Pico. Um, and then this will also connect to the Pico. This is a little PCB that we milled for that five-way switch. The five-way switch has six inputs here, and that way we can um, select uh, which key we want to change. So the idea uh, is that you can, on the fly, update the MIDI notes per button. So you can use this UI um, and uh, pick uh, the button that you want to change, and then you can uh, use the, the nav switch to update the note. Um, there's a demo of it on on uh, show and tell, Liz was showing it off uh, while it was on breadboard and prototyping. I think it was either last week or the week before. Um, so you can check that out. And uh, I can't wait to start wiring. I got quite a bit of wiring to do here. Um, I'm going to share all the grounds together and then all these are going to go into the bottom of these. So I'm going to try to solder everything to the bottom so I can keep this um, Pico revealed and looking nice through the acrylic. I'm just trying to get these cables like not all crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. 
there's uh, more stuff coming. I really like SnapFit stuff because I can open it without having to unscrew it. So that is the MIDI projects that we got going on. Okay. Yay. I'm done now. <laughs> I hope you like it. Let's see some good comments. Uh, slick MIDI controller says, Bruce, so many arcade buttons you want to insert a coin in before playing. That's a good idea. <laughs> and with the lunch box, uh, give them three prints and sandwiches. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, coming up soon. Got Scott working on firmware and all that cool stuff to get this to work. Yeah, the library <clears throat> for the LED driver like just came out, and there's a repo on it with example code. So I think it comes it in today. It is in stock in the shop right now. If you want yeah, to let's grab take a one, look at it real quite quick. If you head on over to adafruit.com/new, you see all the new things that were added last night, and one of them was, uh, well, it's not last night, but you know what I mean. It's still a couple days ago. Yeah, so they're in stock right now. If you want to have a bunch of LEDs um, and you don't have that many GPIO. Or like the Pico, you've basically used up all the GPIOs. Yeah. All that's left is to daisy chain some I squared C devices. And uh, that's what the board looks like. It's got the Stemma connectors um, on the, the in and out. On the in and out, on the left and the right side. Sweet. And uh, there's a data sheet and the learn guide is, is being worked on right now by Katni. So it's fairly new. It's always fun to um, I mean, like work on a new edge. project that's dependent on the new product mm -hmm. as well. So that's great. Well, any right. questions about any of the, like the display or, or, or the, the nav switch, let me know. I can send some links Those to what they are. They're out of stock right now, but I think we'll get them in stock, the nav switch. You can just type in five way and it shows up here. It's the nav switch. Um, and uh, I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll share the board file so folks can have it um, made by Oshpark, or maybe maybe we'll manufacture the board if Lamar thinks it's something that folks will buy a lot of. Yeah. It's a really simple PCB. There's not much to it. Yeah. So we got Noel Petit on, a, on Facebook saying, waiting for the 2040s to be back in stock. Yeah, yeah Definitely you can sign, sign up, up. Yeah, for notifications. Like this right here. Um, you can sign up for any one of these things when they say out of stock. Okay, um, that's our prototyping segment. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into Community Makes. Sweet. Every Tuesday, we do a time lapse. We find a design from the community and we print it out. This week, it's a little bit themed. It is Valentine's Sunday? When is Valentine's Day? It's the 14th. Sunday. Like how I dodged the question. I know <laughs> it's the 14th. So, this is a red Bulbasaur that has some hearts on him, and yes. it's uh, designed as a, as a planter. Yeah, so this is a nice little remix by Kenneth L. on Thingiverse. Originally designed by Kenneth. Or no, no, that's, that's his username. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's Kenneth something. Okay. Valentine Bolsor. And a nice little remix having these little hearts all over where the spots would be on Bulbasaur. Yeah. This is before I guess he gets to his final form. It's the cute form. And you can see here, and you can paint. And then add, I did not print these, uh, the, the rows and the stems oh, on there, but those are available. Cool. There's also like a little, um, like a lid or 
plug that you can add in there. Oh, and you can have candies and ring will fit inside. Here's oh, the man, there's a video. Well. I did not see this. All right. Play it real quick. Does it show? Uh, I don't want to get taken down by YouTube. Ah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, sweet. So PSD wizard. On takes the, about, <laughs> I forgot what the, the timing was on it, like six hours of print. So go ahead and get that started now, especially if you want to paint it. Yeah. And I ran or out of time. You could use this red glitter PLA. Yeah, so gorgeous. this stuff is amazing. I was just testing it out, and it has uh, nice uh, sparkles when it wants to, when the camera wants to focus in on it. You yeah, kind of see I it. I control that, yeah. So go closer. There you go. go. You can see all go the closest. glitter on that. <laughs> it looks so nice. There wasn't any clogging that happened uh, so far. Yeah, so. A tiny, tiny bit of under extrusion, but yeah, I think maybe that's around the Bowden. Yeah, maybe. But actually, oh, no right support there. material as well, right? Hey, look how shiny and glittery that is. Yeah. It is from everyone. I can post a link if you guys want to test mm -hmm. some of this out. It's about $25. It's like 26 bucks. Depending on where you might be. Yeah. It's from Amazon. This came out awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. So, on that. Yeah. Did I play the time lapse video? Yeah, I did. I think you did. <laughs> so, it's on Thingiverse. Um, we just looked at it here. There's a video as well you can check out. Uh, Mr. Certainly Bruce is asking any Remix. recommendations for painting on PLA. I think airbrush, uh, he asks, um, will be, I think, the, the easiest way to, to get, like, without getting globs. Oh, like with the acrylic over. paint? Mm -hmm. yeah. You can do acrylic paint. paint, you just have to get a couple of layers on. Um, yeah, I think airbrushing is probably the, the cleanest mm -hmm. without having it, you know, to thick it, to layer it on so much. It's got to mask out your areas. Mm-hmm. Masking tape. Uh, I have not tried any oil-based paints, so I have no clue on how that's going to work. It's just the um, water-soluble uh, acrylic paints is what I've used before in the past. And it's okay. just like, you know, two or three layers. Uh, the only thing, too, is that the paint likes to seep into, like, the, into all, like, the, the layer lines, lines, so you just got to be careful with that. Yeah, it'll bleed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good thing is, though, that if you do get bleed-ins, bleed you can, like, scrape away at it uh, after it dries. And uh, it's a, a, like okay. a post-processing after cleanup. Right. It looks pretty good. All right. And then also got this blue, which I didn't even talk about during the, the case one. So it's, like, the exact same manufacturer, everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's what it looks like in blue. Yeah. This is this very is, uh, also similar. In, in that same blue. And look what it looks like when you print it on a powder-coated bed. This looks gorgeous. It's got this nice texture. It does not look 3D printed. It looks sandblasted. Right, even the sides. Yeah. When you're that close, anyway. There's a little under-extrusion. Don't look at that. <laughs> Admire the, the black. All the sparkliness. Bruce is asking if we suggest sanding it before um, before if painting to like, avoid any layer issues. I mean, yeah, I think it'll work. I usually don't sanded. just because of the time it it's takes. Just time, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'm sure that would okay, definitely okay. help it's always great the bleeding. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, definitely sand it if you want to avoid the bleeding. Because even masking it off with tape, it gets underneath the tape. Yeah. Okay, well, cool. Check it out. We got a link in the time lapse and check out the video too. Excellent right. job there. All right. Well, we have a couple of other community makes that we were sh that folks shared with us. On the sort of topic category of Lego, we got a 3D printed Lego 
um, webcam cover. Kind of the idea is that this is supposed to cover up your webcam for privacy purposes. And uh, Thingiver sees your make things with. Posted this photo of his make, his or her make. Nice. Um, yeah. So what uh, I really like about this it. is that Very it's nice. pretty much like a universal mount for attaching things to the top of your monitor. Because mm -hmm. uh, I think there was some reports that the Apple computers, um, if you like block the camera, there's actually like a sensor on there that'll mess with like the dimming on the screen. So they recommend not doing that. Mm -hmm. So I just have it over to the side holding like, you know, okay. little figurines. And yeah. in this case, you can't see it here. I have the 360 camera that is mounted on top yeah, with a quarter 20 attached I to it. We could, we could show it. Oh yeah. Yeah, just literally point it All right, up. So. No, 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 like oh, whoop. this, or like that. So yeah. right on top of there, you can see guy there and then this one is the one we have so so the idea is that you, you can remix it to fit your thing and that's what uh, uh, made with things uh, did yeah so there's so a you quarter can see 20 that this there. is for a thinkpad so they remixed it for their thinkpad yeah so you can get the so fusion files to get the thickness of whatever the monitor yeah. or whatever I, I mean, made it fit this iMac but uh, folks can make it fit a laptop and other things mm -hmm. Um, cool. It's a really fun kind of way to, to adorn your, your computer or your monitor. Okay, and then the last thing we have is, uh, I think, the first make or maybe one of the first makes of this PS4 display tripod mount. This was a uh, kind of a request from Lady Ada who wanted uh, a way to, to mount a display to, uh, to her PS4 <laughs> controller. Uh, so uh, happy to see that the talent just worked out and fit um, this this kind of device here. Kind of fashion their own um, mounting piece for this specific device, which is pretty cool. So uh, there you go. It's a great controller too. I still use it every now and then. You just need a couple of screws. And that's this week's community makes. Yay. Thank you everybody for sharing your stuff. Super cool. Like seeing uh, confirmation that the prints actually work. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Certainly is echoing the warnings about uh, trying to cover the camera up with the uh, Lux sensors and brightness, auto contrast, and the true tone on Max. So yes, uh, I just use it as a little mount for the cameras and stuff. Yeah. Um, so just a nice way to adorn your computer. Uh, and he also, uh, Bruce also says that you can disable the auto settings inside the settings. And the auto contrast, uh, there's a registry tweak to disable. So if you do want to use it as a camera cover, it's just some steps that you can do there. Excellent. Thanks, Bruce. And then there is some chatter on heart-shaped pancakes. <laughs> now I want a pancake. Yeah. All right. Well, it's almost that time then. Let's see. Got salt water saying wolf. Is that dog on the floor? Yes. Where? Check it out. Over here. <laughs> Where's he at? Switch over to the camera. And there he is. Wait, where do I get him? Oh no, Remember, I Remember, this see can it. move too. So oh, if you yeah. need to move it, you can. There he is. Hi, Rufio. I won't say the magic words because it ain't time yet. <laughs> w A L K. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, I think that is it for this week's show. Uh, that's not the end of the shows, though. Later on tonight, we're going to host Show and Tell again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So come on by. We invite you folks to check, uh, to, ch to come in and share your your, uh, your projects, 
works in progress, makerspace, you know, office area, whatever you like. So you can join in uh, in the Discord server. We'll paste the link to the StreamYard link and the live broadcast chat room when time comes, like maybe five minutes before 7.30. So around 6 uh, or 7.20-ish. Mm -hmm. All right, and then uh, you can jump in and share your stuff. And then um, at 8 p.m. is Ask Engineer with Lamar and Phil. So Lady Ada and Mr. Lady Ada will be talking about all open source news, new products, Python and hardware, and more. So that is Wednesday, full lineup of shows. And then on Thursday, we got John Parks Workshop every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Hang out with John. And then Friday is Deep Dive with, the, with Scott. You can check him out on Fridays, 2 p.m. Last week, he had a special guest, Lady Ada, which was awesome to, to see them chat about Pico stuff. So check it out. On Mondays, as we said in the beginning of the show, we do the CircuitPython meeting. You can join mm -hmm. in and listen in uh, on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. On Tuesdays, it's JP's Product Pick of the Week at 4 p.m. Eastern Time or 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Oh, I forgot to go to Lady Ada's on Sundays. <laughs> uh, she did a, a, a desk of Lady Ada. Um, wait, was it Sunday? Is it every Sunday? Every Sunday around like 8, 9, or 10 hacker-ish times. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can tune into those uh, just by hanging out in the socials. I think that's it. <laughs> they covered them all. It's always tough to do them. But I appreciate you guys hanging in there with us at the end of the show. So Thanks, folks. <laughs> There's one comment. Ah, I lost it. Dang it. Sorry. <laughs> okay, that's it. Yeah, I need a drum roll. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> we'll do it with the MIDI. Okay, Hi, that's folks. it. We'll see you, see you next week. Bye. Or see you tonight. You did it. Bye.